This is the Agent Mind Podcast. All right, welcome to episode number 14 of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, TJ McGraw, and I am an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset in order to build wealth and live within your passions. Now, the purpose of this show, as you all know, is to uh, document and share great conversations I'm having with people who are super smart, um, you know, the, people inside and outside the industry, um, anybody that can bring perspective on entrepreneurship or um, best practices of running business or um, healthy mindset, self-care, um, whole whole bunch of stuff that just makes you a better human uh, in the long run. So, um, but again, all the conversations are had through the lens of a real estate professional. So if you like what we're doing, uh, give us subscribe. Go ahead and, and, and leave a review. That would help so much if you left a review on uh, either Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, CastBox, etc. wherever you listen. Um, and uh, go ahead and check out the website, theagentmind.com. Um, you know, I got to some video and previews of most of the episodes, uh, link to that on there. Um, you can schedule a call with me. I'd be super happy to have a conversation with anybody who wants to talk about anything, um, real estate mindset, uh, investing, entrepreneurship, anything like that. And I'd love to get some feedback, you know, some personal feedback about the, about the show as well. So schedule a call, sign up for the newsletter, get notifications about the show and events. I'm super excited. Um, just having a conversation with, with, uh, someone today, uh, a partner in business about events and we got something cooking for October. So I'm really excited about that. That's all I can say for now though, but it, it's coming. It's going to be big too, big here in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so before we dig into the show, how would you like to free up more of your time hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down so you can focus on the things that really drive revenue and put more money in your pocket? Well, Reva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All of their skilled assistants specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks. So stop trying to do it all yourself and have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Reva Global Virtual Assistants by heading over to theagentmind.com and click the link learn more about virtual assistants. That's theagentmind.com. All right. So for today's show, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I have a, a, a very special real estate agent realtor in, uh, she's in my market um, in South Metro Atlanta, um, Peachtree City to be specific. And it's someone that I, I've looked up to um, since getting into the business. And I've kind of watched from afar just uh, her, her awesome growth um, and especially in the past um, year and a half or so, she's just exploded. Um, it, it's super exciting. She has moving trucks she lends out that I see all over town. Um, so I, I can't wait to to for you guys all hear um, how she got started and how she's uh, gotten to where she is now. I think I think it's like she's got ages about forty agents or forty people on on her team between agents and um, support staff. So um, one cool thing I have to say it. Um, she got into the business. A friend told her, "Hey, there's a there's a sale on Groupon for um, the uh, real estate class, so you should definitely take it." And uh, she jumped on it. And she talks about uh, showing up uh, as the number one important thing to do, especially when you're new. Just show up, and then continue to show up. Um, she talks about how she shows up now uh, as a as a team leader of a of a pretty big 
super successful real estate team. And then uh, the, my favorite part is when she starts talking about culture. So um, enough about me. I'm sure you don't want to hear me talk about it. I'm going to let her do all the talking. Uh, please welcome to the show, Michelle Humes. Hey everybody, um, today I have Michelle Humes of the Humes Group located in uh, Metro Atlanta. Um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Michelle has had explosive growth in the past year or so, um, building a team or expanding the team. And uh, I just can't wait to kind of steal some secrets from her. So welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you? Thanks, TJ. I'm great. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. It's exciting okay. to have a, we're in the same market. So yes, it's kind of absolutely. fun to, mm-hmm. to, to collaborate with you for sure. Yep. So yeah, so I guess just um, give us some uh, brief history to start off with. Like what did you do before real estate and what got you into real estate? Sure. So actually my story is kind of interesting, I think. Um, mm. I am from the Atlanta area from Peachtree City, and I grew up wanting to be a music teacher. Went off to University of Georgia, graduated from Fayette County High Schools and from actually from McIntosh High School, go Chiefs, and uh, <laughs> became a music teacher after graduating from Georgia. And I did my student teaching here in our local town. And, um, but as I was about to graduate, I met an opera singer while I was getting my music degree. So I was a singer. He was a singer. He was hired into our show, our like student production. And, um, I, we dated a couple years and then I ended up married. We got married and moved, quit my teaching job after my first year, mm-hmm. much to my parents' chagrin and moved to Manhattan. And, um, I was just all so excited to live in the city and I didn't know what I was going to do, probably teach, but maybe something else. I really was open. I was 23 years old at the time and um, he had had quite an illustrious career as an opera singer already. And so he had just won the big competition at the Metropolitan Opera. And so anyway, his manager called, I think we'd lived there maybe four weeks and Um, said he was in Munich, Germany, and that there was an audition for a singing job. So long story short, we, I think three weeks later, packed everything up, sold all our belongings, and with two suitcases each, moved to Munich, Germany. Wow. Um, So that (laughs) changed the course of my professional career quite drastically. I could not Mm -hmm. work for a long time. I didn't have a work visa. And, um, so I did a lot of odd jobs. I was a hair model on home shopping network. I I just did like, I was a, I was a housekeeper. I was a nanny. I did anything I could do to support us. Um, you know, in our, we didn't have a lot of money and, you know, quite a bit of debt from his education. So anyway, I ended up teaching at the international school for a little while there. Um, when we had our, I was pregnant with our second child and, Mm -hmm. We decided he at that point was freelance and we really traveled the world about 10 months out of the year. Um, I said, I don't think I want to forever live in Germany. And so we Mm -hmm. decided when I was about five, six months pregnant to move back home so I could have some support for my parents. He could still continue to travel. And so we moved back into my parents' basement and my girlfriend called me and she said, Hey, I know, you know, you're kind of, your teaching license has lapsed. Cause at this point it had been 12 years oh, since, wow. we, yeah. since we had lived there. Yeah. Um, maybe the, she said Groupon is running a, a, a special 
on getting your real estate license. I think you'd be really good at that. You've always loved, you know, real estate and you, you help sell Steven and his career as an opera singer. You should get your mm-hmm. real estate license. And so that was six years ago. I got my real estate license. I was pregnant with our now six-year-old and um, the rest is kind of history. It's been a wild ride the last six years. It's been nothing like I thought it was going to be. Um, I course, really yeah. started off as, you know, trying to contribute financially mm-hmm. and then it's just snowballed into definitely contributing financially, but really something that's even larger than I could have even imagined, which has been super, um, exciting, scary, all wrapped into one. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my history. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a story. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I actually um just a quick note. I my wife and I actually moved to New York City when we were in our early twenties as well. Really, we for about eight years. Yeah. Cool. We lived in Queens though. We didn't. We couldn't afford Manhattan, but. Well, we lived up on the tippy top at the George Washington Bridge. So okay, it was close. We, we had a nice place, but no, we were not. Um, yeah, we were taking the A Train Express, just like yeah. you were in Queens. So there you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> good times there. But yeah, that's, that's so interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize it, but I'm pleasantly surprised at your, at your yeah. story. It's a good one for sure. Yeah. And for, you know, for, so when our, we, our older one was five when we moved back. So I had been kind of a stay at home traveling parent mm-hmm. um, for that whole time. And so I had really been out of the workforce for a long time, um, which sometimes yeah. I don't think is actually a bad thing. I think it lends me to like, not really knowing any better. I don't know if that you you can ask for staff, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but (laughs) I don't really have any pre, you know, disposition to how, or whatever the word is to how it should be. And, um, I think that that's kind of refreshing sometimes. I'm just like, well, this makes sense. Let's do it this way. I'm I'm not really sure how it's supposed to be done, but let's try it. You're not restricted by preconceived notions of, of what is supposed to be organized. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So when, so you got, you got into real estate and then, um, you were just a solo agent at first, I I assume. Yes. I was at a little boutique brokerage here in town. Mm -hmm. Um, did very well my first year. I think I sold just under 8 million, um, and Mm -hmm. quite a few homes. I really didn't, I mean, I know people here, but I really just did it on, um, again, I just kept showing up and I think anybody that's new in the industry or in any job, I think this is something that's so important is I just always showed up whether or not I had something going on because Mm -hmm. I figured there was somebody there that was busier than me, that if I showed them, I was interested, they would probably either take me under their wing or they might pass me something to do that could lead to future business. Yeah. That's always been, I think one of my keys to success is just showing up no matter what, even in being, you know, the running this organization of 50 something people that we have now, I just Mm -hmm. show up. I don't always want to every day. I don't always know (laughs) what I'm going to do every day or how I'm going to accomplish something that we have in front of us, but I just Mm -hmm. show up. And I think that is, you know, that's kind of 75% of it. The rest of it, I I always said this about opera. This is so true. So my husband does not come. A lot of times opera singers come from quite affluent families that Mm -hmm. always went to the opera. It's, it's, you know, it's just normal. Mm -hmm. And my, my husband's the first in his family to graduate college. And I watched his career for a long time um, where people that had been handed everything or that didn't really have to try as hard, they kind of fell away. Mm -hmm. And it was the person that was just had grit that kept showing up 
that actually was like the tortoise that just kept moving along and yeah. moving, moving it, moving it further, moving it further. And I think that's so important um, in any job, but uh, certainly in real estate because you really have to be self-motivated. So yeah, that was the first year. Um, yeah, I that's, moved, yeah, that's good. Not to interrupt, but I, I, I definitely don't, I, not that we glazed over that, but I definitely just want to put a, a punctuation on the end of that, that and you said showing up is 75% of it. And it, it truly is, especially when you don't know, you don't know what you don't know when you first get into real estate and, and everybody I talked to, and I think you even mentioned it, it's, it's different. Once you got into it, it's a little bit different than you thought it would be. Right. So get, yeah, get, getting in there and just, and just be, be willing, have the grit and, and get it rolling. Um, it's just, that's just worth so much when you're, when you're first starting out for sure. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, like we've talked about, and I think most people that have been to real estate school and then have a little bit of experience, it is not what people think it is. Yeah. Um, there is a misconception that it's it's easy. Mm -hmm. Even my brother and I <laughs> were having this conversation the other day. He's just gotten into being self-employed. And he said, you know, I, I knew you said it was hard, but I really <laughs> didn't believe how hard it was. He's having to do some cold calling. And um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not easy. And you know, it's competitive too. So, um, yeah. but you can really overcome a lot of that if you'll just show up. I mean, I mm -hmm. see it with our agents every day. I see the agents that are diligent and show up and keep mm -hmm. showing up. Let's just use script practice for instance. You know, I, I equate it to would a, would the new New England Patriots show up for the first time at the Super Bowl? Or would they show up for the first time at, you know, nine, 10, 11 months ahead of time? We both know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think there is, there's this idea that you can just wing it and have a lot of success. And sometimes people make success look easy, mm -hmm. but it's the, it's the mundane work that's being done every single day. That's actually what um, shows in big results. Later yeah, most definitely. Yeah. There's no such thing as an overnight success. I mean, there's, wow. there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it beforehand. Yeah. And then when you hit that tipping point, then it appears to be overnight, but it's, it's all the work that you've done beforehand for sure. So that's great. That's such a good point. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we, we got onto that for sure. Let, let's dig back into um, when, when did you decide to, to um, uh, start a team? Like what, what, what sparked that for you? So I actually had a really hard time. Um, I had a health scare about five, it's almost been five years ago. We mm. had, we had Nora and, um, our baby and I have a, a genetic clotting disorder. Oh, wow. And I actually had a very frightening, um, time where I was in the ICU. We really didn't know what was going to happen. And I had clots mm. sort of in my, in my whole right leg and by bilateral PE. Oh, wow and just really, um, scary stuff. And I was yeah. really busy in real estate and, um, Steven was still traveling quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, at the end of it, I got, I had to lay flat cause they were doing some procedures to get rid of the clotting. And, um, so you have to like lie there and just, there's not really much to do when you have to lie flat. <laughs> so I was looking at the ceiling and thinking to myself, like, huh, nothing like really being in the ICU for two, three weeks to have a come to Jesus with yourself. Yeah. Or whoever and um say you know if i get to come through this and what's going to happen what am i going to do the rest of my life like what am i so this real estate's great but obviously it's very stressful i am mm -hmm. at capacity you know because i think some of the stress and ending up in that situation certainly had to do with the fact that we were you know i was at capacity with two little kids a husband traveling 
And yeah. I really just decided that if I was going to get this overtime in my life, um, that I was going to make it count. And, you know, I think that sort of went hand in hand with the fact that in real estate, you, in order to continue to earn a living, if you don't want to have to work 80, 90, hundred hours a week, like many agents do, mm-hmm. you really have to scale through people and you have to build an organization through people. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that because they're like, mm-hmm. well, they, they won't do it as good as me, or they won't say the right thing, or we may lose the sale. But I think I had that, you know, it was a necessity. Plus mm-hmm. I had this like life-changing moment where I said to myself, if I could help other people learn how to have this kind of, I mean, that me getting to real estate changed my family's life. And if I had the opportunity to change other people's lives, how cool would that be to transfer some knowledge, some of my gifts, some of my God-given gifts to other people and show them like, you can do this too for your family. And so Mm -hmm. I just, it didn't happen right away, but I had it in my mind that I was going to start a team. And I did, I started slowly with a showing assistant. Once I got well, I got a showing partner. And then um, about 18 months later after that, I launched our official team. So in the start of 2018, we started our team and um, it's just been a rocket ship from there. Yeah, nonstop ever since. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. So I didn't know that about your 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 health care. So we're, we're glad you're you're good now. Everything's good now, obviously, right? So yes, we're, we're happy for that. Um, yeah. It's interesting that that um, most most entrepreneurs that I talk to, whether you're in real estate or not, there's there seems to be some catalyst in their life that even though they were, they were, they've always been kind of thinking that way in an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but there's, there seems to be something that happens in their life that kind of catapults them into it's, it's now or never, you know, I'm going to make every moment count and, um, and really get in there and, and, and make things happen and grow and scale and grow. Um, and it is scary. Like you said, it is scary. I, I just, just started a team myself. I'm about, four days in from being uh, approved. The name was approved with the, awesome. with the broker. So. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I have um, just about three agents and um, you know, we're just working out the, the organization. They, yeah. I definitely, t- I'm not sure if you did this when you started a team, but it was basically like, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest team. I'm not going to have the most leads for you, but, and, and there's going to be growing pains, <laughs> but you know, we're oh, going to yeah. grow together and we're going to learn a lot doing it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, we started the exact same way. I mean, I started with three agents as well and um, we just put it together and I learned so much about myself in that time, about other people, about the, what kind of people I wanted to attract. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a steep learning curve and um, kudos to you though. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of the, the same thing is there's, you hit a cap. There's definitely a ceiling of how much money that you can make as a solo agent. And then you know, when you go on vacation, you're, I remember last year I went on vacation. I was, I had, I don't know how much money I paid to other agents to help me show houses for clients a lot. that I had. So it was like, it was like my vacation was very expensive last year because of that. So, um, you know, just all those little things. Um, and then just, you think about it, you know, getting a little bit older and, and um, uh, you know, if you don't grow and you don't scale, like you're, you, there'd be one day when you, when you can't do it anymore and then your income just stops. So that's, a, and that's a very yeah. scary thing. And I think I didn't, you know, mention that t- time was really important to me too. I think that was something else that I really took away from that time in my life was mm-hmm. 
um, I'm not going to get this time back. And, you know, real estate is a very rewarding, you know, there's no cap on your income and Mm -hmm. financial ability, but it all, that also means that, you know, you have to, in order to make money, the traditional way of making money as a solo agent, you have to be away from your family the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, that was sort of non-negotiable for me after that. I, I wanted to earn a great living, but I just thought I'm not going to miss everything. And um, it just, you know, I think that it, I didn't want to look back 20 years from now and say, why didn't I just skip that showing and go to the soccer game? Um, or why didn't I pay someone else to go do that? Whatever it was, you know, I think that Mm -hmm. there's a way to have both. I don't think it's ever easy, but I do think there's a way to have both, um, and have success there. Yeah, most definitely. Um, time, it's non-negotiable for me as well. And anybody out there listening, like if, if you're struggling between your, you know, time with your clients and time with your family, like it might be time to, if not grow a team, at least get some, at least partner up with somebody where you can, you can help each other, you know, cover showings and, and whatnot. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's many different ways that you can do even it. Just, yeah. Even just that showing partner model, I think to mm-hmm. me, a great first stepping stone uh, because it helps you know how to tell clients that someone else is going to be there to show you the property, mm-hmm. but I will be here for your negotiations. That's just a great first step to me in starting a team. Mm-hmm. And that and having an assistant, I think are so key. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So your first, first was the showing assistant. And then when did you hire like a full, full-time assistant? Uh, f- so I had, since my second year in real estate, I always had an assistant okay. and they were never full time. I had a part-time assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I, so I had a part-time assistant anywhere from 20 to sometimes up to 30 hours, as much as I needed them. Um, then I had the showing assistant and then that assistant is an age full-time agent on my team. Now, one of our top producers, he's awesome. And (laughs) then when we started the team with three agents, we, I hired, I knew what our goal was. And so I hired one and a half assistants for that. And that carried us through, um, almost two years on the team. Hmm. And now we have a lot more staff than that, but we also do a lot more production. So (laughs) yeah. Awesome. So how yeah. did you, how did you work out the the, the half the half assistant? You was just a part time. Yes, I had a half time assistant, and we tracked her hours. She did. She worked from home actually, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a solution. I needed someone that knew how to do TC duties that I wasn't going to have to put a lot of effort into training. And so this mm-hmm. person showed up, but she needed to work from home, and she is now in charge of all of our operations. So from twenty okay. hours a week, we laugh. I used to pay her on Venmo. I mean, we crack up at <laughs> the strides we've made in three years. I pay, and it was usually late because I'm just not. I mean, I'm organized, but I'm not. Um, yeah. Not organized for operations things. I'm organized in selling houses. Yeah. And so <laughs> she she runs our whole operations, and we have a lot of staff and employees, and so she runs a big operation now, and. Just it's just so fun to have someone come up through the ranks, and mm-hmm. I just love the idea of you know get, having a bench so strong that you can pull from the bench and promote within the organization. Mm-hmm. I think that that is, and they've done all the jobs. You know, she, so Heather's done all the jobs on our team. She's answered the phones. She's been a listing manager. She's been a TC. Uh, she knows how to do. She's been an agent. Um, mm-hmm. She knows how to do everything, and. That to me is, is just so fun. And we've only been a team. So 40 months or something. Um, so mm-hmm. doing all those jobs in that amount of time and now for her to run the operations and just be 
fully committed and all in is just, it's just been a fun, um, transformation to see from her, but yeah, that's yeah. how it worked that. And then eventually she did have to come in office. I think that was really key for us and having success was coming. I mean, and of course now with COVID things perhaps for other people listening are different, but we are an in-office organization. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, so I thought of a question as you were saying that, but now it's not everybody can keep staff happy like that and, and keep them wanting to come back to work for you. So was, was culture a, a thing that you consciously thought of when you started out or was it, did it just kind of fall into place for you? It was conscious. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I have some innate natural like leadership ability, mm-hmm. but having leadership ability and running an organization aren't really the same thing. And a lot of times I didn't, I haven't known how to handle things. I, I pay a lot of great coaches. I've always had great coaches. I've mm-hmm. had lots of coaches. I spend a tremendous amount of money on coaching. Um, but I, I, I don't, th- and I don't think we ever should be, you know, I'm always learning based, but yeah, I was very conscious of that. And the more mistakes I made or that the team had, or, you know, bumps we hit, which if you're going to do anything great, you obviously are going to need to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm the more I realized that above anything else, our culture and our community must be protected. And that that is my ultimate job in this organization. It is not overseeing sales. It's not overseeing a team meeting or any other, any other thing, staffing or, you know, it's protecting our team culture. And um, I will do that. I will lose the number one producer on our team if it means that our culture is being affected and people know how serious I'm about that. And we've had some really bumpy times to get to that, yeah. but you know what? I've ignored things before. I'm like, Oh, but they're so nice. And they, you know, they produce or whatever. And yet it was something toxic going on. And so the minute, if I were to give advice to someone about, cause I'm really like a high eye, I'm like almost a hundred eye. And so I do not, I love, you know, encourage that's the teacher in me. I love encouraging yeah. people. I love being positive. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. I do not love to believe that someone could do something that wouldn't be for the benefit of the team. And I learned very quickly that I had to protect that. And so you will find me saying we will do whatever is in the best interest of the team, not necessarily what's good for so-and-so or so-and-so or so-and-so and And um, at all costs. And sometimes it costs something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody really expensive or that's worth a lot can walk out the door. And um, it, it, I just, if the other piece of advice I would say is Mm -hmm. the minute that that shows up, it's not a red flag. It's just what you need to do. It's like, okay. And it's not right or wrong. It's just, we're no longer fit. And, you know, I wish you the best and there you go. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I am a, a, a big fan of, uh, Gino Wickman traction. You ever heard of that? Yes. That book? And he, he talks about having the, the right, the right people in the right seats. And sometimes yes. you can have the, the right person in the wrong seat. So yes. that's, that's exactly what, what you remind me of when, when you're talking about that. It, it is. Well- we've moved people around on those seats a lot. Um, and that happens and that's okay too. Yeah. So moving Most the seats on the bus. Yeah. It's, um, awesome. It is such a huge part of the culture and I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you you're that at all costs, no matter what, that's your number one job is, is protecting that culture. And, and it's no wonder that, you know, you have, 
um, people that are so loyal working for you. Because I know that um, in my previous career, I was in, in restaurant management and culture was a big thing for the, the companies that I worked for. And it was, um, it, you could tell the, the companies that didn't have that culture, they would always leave, employees would leave there and they'd go to the companies like with the culture where they felt like they were a part of something kind of bigger, you know, bigger than just the individual. Yeah. And I, I don't know as I've always gotten it right. I don't think I always make, I mean, I will be yeah. very transparent. I don't make the right decisions all the time. I mean, I know that, you know, the business is, I think people don't understand the business can be so cutthroat and that can also be when you start to succeed at a high level, the competitors or the other brokerages have been, it's been quite cutthroat. And I, I was surprised by that. I was surprised that, I don't know. I don't, like I said earlier about the teacher in me, I just love to see people win, mm -hmm. even if they're my competitor. I just love to see people succeeding. And I, especially women in business, because I think mm -hmm. it's so hard as a, like, if you have young kids and, and you, or anybody that's kind of the primary caregiver of children, it's not, Oh, I mean, we have lots of men on our team that fall into that category, but I just mm -hmm. love seeing people being able to do that and win. And it was surprising to me that we met so many obstacles with regards to that at former brokerages. And, mm -hmm. um, it was a really big reason why I moved to the brokerage I'm at because I felt that I could be me there and I would be supported and I would have access to people that um, were bigger thinkers than me and mm -hmm. bigger things than me and that they would, you know, have a vested interest in helping me. So. Yeah, most definitely. And we, we're actually with the same, with the same brokerage. And I, I know we, we talked about beforehand, not really saying it, but we're, we're with EXP. I mean, you can look us up and, and find that we're with EXP and, and it's definitely, um, I find it as well to be, um, it lends to anybody that um, wants to grow in, in any way that they, they allow you to, to grow that fits your needs. And if you have an entrepreneurial mind, they, they embrace that and welcome that. Yeah. And it is so supportive. You get in with the right, the right team, um, yeah. you know, the larger EXP team. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm super happy with that, with the choice of mine and, and, I can tell, I, I think, um, since you've, since you've moved over about a year ago, was it? It's actually been 18 months now. 18 yeah. months. Okay. Yeah. And it, and that's what is, did you see more of your growth happen? Oh gosh. Once you made the move, we came here all in staff, everything with 10 people and, um, all of those agents and our staff is all licensed as well. Mm -hmm. And today we have over 50 staff and agents just wow. in months. So, yeah. and our trajectory. I think I, I was on a podcast last week with, I think Mike Reese. And I think I told him, I think we're up 170 something percent from last year to this year. Wow. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so the growth is, you know, I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. It's, mm -hmm. it kind of is, comes into us building the team and then kind of getting most of the momentum, mm -hmm. but certainly having agents, like the numbers has just been, uh, incredible. So mm. um, a lot to manage, but also a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah. And you, you just recently added a, the, the operations position. Is that correct? Um, correct. So yeah, we have, so I'll run through the staff if you want. Yeah. We have yeah kind of a first impressions, our assistant in the front who runs all of our client care, um, loans out our moving trucks, that kind of thing, and greets all of our staff and our, all of our agents and our guests, that kind of thing. And then we have um, two full-time TCs. 
transaction coordinators, a full-time listing manager. Um, we are hiring a listing assistant and marketing manager. So we're in the process of doing that. And then a full ISA division, and I'm forgetting someone. Um, I'm hiring, uh, my assist, my assistant is retiring this Thursday. So oh. I will try not to cry. She is retiring and moving to South Carolina. She's been with me two and a half years and wow, yeah. I've known my whole life and just has moved our business forward in just such a positive way. So, um, she is leaving. Um, and then we have a director of sales as well. And I think that's everybody, a career, that kind of thing. Yeah. And those are all, those, they don't, they're not in um, actual sales as far as like being an agent, right? That's just all operations. Correct. That's just all operations. The director of sales is over all of the agents, but. Um, gotcha. Yeah. That's all staff. All right. That's, a, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I really, um, I'm also like to see other people succeed and I'm, I'm I love to, to, to watch you watch your growth. And um, I know we talked about it kind of offline <clears throat> that I, I knew I first was introduced to you from a, a yard sign in my parents' subdivision. <laughs> and <Yay! that's>, yep. <laughs> um, Beaverbrook Estates, if anybody knows what yes, it is. Probably, yes, yeah. um, and then just to watch, you know, your, it seemed like there's more and more Humes Group signs going up everywhere. And then, and then the moving truck and then now the two moving trucks. Yes. That's so that's super exciting. Yeah. So what's, what's, um, tell me about the moving trucks. I'm, I'm very intrigued by, by that. I know that there there's been agents that I know of that have, they've like rented trailers or they'll, or they'll do like a, um, like a, a quote rental or borrow, um, a like lawn equipment and power washers and things like that. So what, what was the driving force behind like getting that truck and, and, and is it, is it worth it? I think it is completely worth it. So I can show it to you out the window. I'm actually in the conference room. So hold on. Let's see if you guys can see. So there it is. Yeah, you can see. Oh, yeah. Our yep. moving truck. Mm -hmm. um, and then so it's fully wrapped with all of our information. Mm -hmm. It actually is leased through a third party company. So if you're thinking about doing this, do not go buy a moving truck um, okay. because you will not be able to get it insured. So you lease it through a company called On The Move. Tell them I sent you. They'll be happy to. I'm, happy to <laughs> I'm a few years away, I think, from. Yeah, but anybody that's listening, tell them I sent you. I fully yeah. endorse them. I think they're so awesome. Uh, you lease the truck from them and it comes with all of your insurance, everything, all your, your customers or your clients are covered. Mm -hmm. They, we have a whole process for how they check out the moving truck, but it's just a free service to all of our clients. And, um, it is so popular that we went and bought a second one. So, um, and you may buy it at the end of your lease term and it's really very clean and just, it's so easy to handle and so easy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly, it's almost checked out every single day. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was surprised it's here today actually. Um, yeah. and then it just is a rolling billboard for us. So it's a marketing expense. Um, yeah, most definitely. and I get pictures all the time from people who see it in the neighborhood. They tag me on Instagram. They tag me on social and say, Oh, I saw your moving truck. I have kids yeah. that come up to me and say, I saw your face on the side of a moving van. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, um, that's great. No, it's just been a great investment for us. And you know, it helps people out. Um, and I mm -hmm. love to think outside the box with marketing. I think marketing is probably one of my favorite pieces of the business mm -hmm. and, um, being different and standing out. I think that that's, you know, 
in addition to having excellent, you know, customer service, just being able to say our value proposition with regards to marketing is so important. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just something that I've always really enjoyed. I've always had since my second year in real estate, I've had a wrapped car of some kind right. and um, with my face on it, you know, mm-hmm. and people can say whatever they want, but I tell you what, people know the girl with the moving truck. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know that the, the, it's a, a community divided as far as car magnets and car wraps go. So, <laughs> but yeah. the, the well, moving truck it's is not a car magnet. It's so much better. Yeah, it's yeah. The moving truck takes it to a whole nother level, for sure. Well, and that's I didn't even think of the of the the social media mileage that you get out of that. That must be yeah. that must be pretty yeah. pretty good. That and then we have Pandora ads too. So then people will say that then they come to me and say like, it's funny when my competitors, my friends will call me and be able to quote (laughs) our Pandora ads. So that's fun. Yep. It's working if they can repeat your ads. So that's good. (laughs) I can can repeat it, but I won't right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't sound as good as you do on it. (laughs) Start packing. (laughs) Yep. You can, what is it? You can, you can, if you don't like me, you can fire me, right? That's that? right. You don't <laughs> yeah. like me, fire me. Exactly. Yep. Which is great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you're definitely doing the most in the area out of, out of any agent or team, um, just as far as, as, as being visual and putting yourself out there in front of, you know, your clients and potential new clients and all that. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool. I, I, I enjoy watching it. Um, just because I, I'm, you know, I, I, like I said before, I'm like you, I like to see other people succeed and to know, you know, to see someone else in my market do it, it you know, instead of me like getting like, you know, feeling um, competitive or getting down on myself because I'm not there, it, it encourages me. And, and I know it encourages other agents that see it to that, to, to kind well, of, that, that it is yeah. possible is to be successful like that. And the funny thing I'll tell you, TJ, about six, what my experience with reaching out to successful people, which is what you reached out to me to find out what I'm doing with my business. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually just a little bit further ahead in my journey than you are in yours. It's just a time thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing about people that are succeeding is they typically are very open about how they're succeeding. You know, I'm an mm-hmm. open book. If you came here and walked through the front, front door and said, can you show me how to blank? I have no vested interest in helping you. I have no, I have no vested interest. I mean, we're not partners at EXP. I, Mm -hmm. but you know what? It doesn't hurt me to have you succeed. I'm still going to succeed if you succeed. And actually it's going to make me really excited to see you succeed if I could have a part in helping with it. So this whole, like, there's some magic thing that successful people are doing. It isn't, it's just, I'm happy to share anything I do because 95% of people aren't going to go implement it. So yeah. Exactly. I had a, well, I'm glad to help him. Yeah. I had somebody else uh, on the podcast a few episodes ago. Um, he's an investor and he started a whole company, a bunch of different companies actually, but oh. mostly surrounded around um, um, home flipping. And he said, he's a, he was an open book as well. And he said, you know what? He's like, I don't mind. A, I love seeing people succeed. And B, he's like, nobody's going to outwork me. So, you know, I can, I'll, I'll give everybody everything and, and only one or two of them are going to implement. You know, I said something very similar to that. I was just on a coaching call and um, my director of sales is very talented and he Mm -hmm. hasn't been in the business that long. He's been in sales a long time, but not in real estate. And Mm -hmm. I had this moment where we were on this call and I don't know what even was said. And I thought to myself, 
I'm surrounded by people more talented than, than me. And <laughs> I was so proud because that meant I attracted them. Right. I mean, whatever yeah. I did attracted that person to come work here. And, you know, as a, they started as a brand new agent, not that long ago. And to have them rise up to be a leader in the organization, like that is, that's winning, you know, yeah. that's that winning. So I love having people around me more talented. Yeah, I know. It's I'm, okay. I'm with you on that one. It's, it's, um, and a lot of people are intimidated by that. A lot of people with limiting beliefs are, you know, they get in their own head and they don't want the perceived competition, but I'm, Hey, if, if, if you can do something better than me, by all means, yeah, take it go, off my plate. Do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So what's a, what's, what's next? Like what's, what do you have cooking? You don't have to tell me secrets, but what, what do you got planned for? Is there a, 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 a jet in the future with your wrap on it? Yay, a jet, <laughs> a sailboat. No. Yeah. Um, no, we are joking. I did go on my first private jet not that long ago. Oh yeah. On a mastermind. I don't know what I was thinking. That don't <laughs> do that because what happens is you become accustomed to a different st- lifestyle. And then you're like, how do I get one of those? Yeah. How do I get a membership? To one of those? How do I never drive in a car ever again? I want to fly everywhere. No. So, um, a jet, no, some of my top agents joke that one day we'll be successful about without, with having a jet. And I, I thinking to myself, well, geez, I guess I get to get on it. Yeah. I, Next is, you know, I'm really focused. We have spent a lot of time making sure that this team's structure and the programs and everything are really in place and solid. Of course, we're always wanting to improve that, Mm -hmm. but we really have the core and the organization just running very, very well. I'm always attract, you know, want to attract new agents. I always want to grow the team. So that's a huge pillar of my day is always making sure not only do we retain agents and help Mm -hmm. them the best they can be, but to bring new talent in because talent coming from the bottom, pushing up is way more, um, exciting Mm. from a leadership perspective and any organization perspective, I think than any other model. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly am looking for new talent. And then, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working with agents who want to start a team. So I'm going to start really spending some solid time training and helping other agents outside of my immediate organization Mm -hmm. um, that will hopefully come and partner with me at eXp and show them how in just three and a half years, I built what I consider to be, it's not a perfect organization, but I would say it's a pretty darn good, well-rounded business that's profitable and it's, um, it's a great place to work and mm-hmm. you know, it's just a lot of great things going on. So that's going to be a huge, huge focus of mine and then some ancillary businesses. So um, we'll see. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Yeah. That's, that's great that you're, um, you're going to be helping others build teams. I mean, it's just, it's, and I, this is what I'm getting from you. This whole conversation is that, you know, the more, the more collaborative you are with with other agents and the more you, you give of yourself, the, the, you get it in return. And I, I think I say this on every single podcast, it's a Zig Ziglar quote, like the more you help others succeed or the more help, more you help others get what they want, the more you get what you want. And it's just, um, I've, I've adopted that as, as my motto because it keeps repeating 
<laughs> over and over again. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, uh, EXP is built on that. And mm -hmm. that's something I just love about the company. And I always say, you know, we don't build businesses. This is another Zig Ziglar. The mm -hmm. we, we build the people and the people build the business. Mm -hmm. And so I want to help people build their business and, you know, doing that through people. And, you know, you have to develop people to do that. And we're all developed, either we're developing or we're not. And I am constantly a work in progress. I'm, I just love to learn and I love to reflect on how I can, how I can really communicate effectively to help others succeed is, is a huge focus of mine. So, you know, really also working on my leadership in the coming years and just being the best, most elite version of myself that I can be. I think that that's, that's inspiring. You know, you can say all you want that what you expect from people or what you want from people, but what you what you do, what your actions show is, is truly what people will follow or not. And mm -hmm. so I'm, it's not easy. I mean, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit in a, a microscope or, you know, being watched a little <laughs> bit, like what's she going to do? Um, oh, yeah. because I think quick success does that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And so anybody that's listening that has a really big dream or big aspiration, or watching anybody watching, um, anybody that has that aspiration to do something big with their life, you know, so sur quickly surround yourself with people who agree with that. And if they don't spend as little time as possible with them, because there will be average people or people that think averagely who don't want you to, who will tell you that that's not possible, who will tell you that that isn't something you can do. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's just not true. Uh, look at me. I mean, I was living in my parents' basement. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to own a jet. Look yeah, at me. See? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is great. I, I feel like you're channeling all the, like the, the, the greats that I listen to, like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and, you know, all those, all those Darren Hardy and all the, I think we, we, we've skirted on a bunch of those like self-improvement. Well, we need a girl's name in there. So yeah. how about Mel Humes? Let's do it. Yeah. There you go. You gotta, you gotta write a book, mm. write a book coming up. Oh. That's on my list. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, yep, there you that's go. On my list. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Well, again, I just I know we're kind of running out of time. I just have like a couple more questions. Okay. One, one would what would you do differently mm. if you had to, you know, kind of is reflecting back. I know you can't go back and change time. And where you are now is a direct result of of who you were yesterday. So, but just, you know, for to to play the kind of the, the game a little bit, like what what would you do um, in a different way if you could? I wish I, if I could tell myself six years ago or five years ago, whenever I started having some success, the minute I realized someone or something wasn't the right thing, hmm. like whether it was employment or um, a client, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can apply this, a friend, it can be anything, any situation in your life where you're like, my gut says this is no longer the thing for me. Um, when I was new, I didn't want to just pull the trigger and make some big decision, um, because I thought, oh, it'll work out or, oh, maybe they'll have a change of heart or the client won't act like that forever, you know, but I think that those listening to that intuition or that instinct, um, learning how to understand that and how to, how to really decipher this is a situation that is never going to improve and learning that quickly and saying, I am not afraid to cut ties or cut the situation and change gears and pivot. 
that was something that has taken me some time to really have experience in and say, oh, I know where this is going. It's a no. Or, you know, to not be afraid to tell a client, no, I can't do that. Or to not be afraid to tell an employee um, or an employer, as it were, like a brokerage, mm-hmm. hey, that actually doesn't work. And so this is what I'm going to do to switch gears for me because I know what is going to work for me. So mm-hmm. owning that in myself. And I think that's something that has to come with experience. I will tell you that I don't fault. Like when I look back at some of the situations, I don't, I don't think I could have changed it because I didn't really have the experience to go on to know any better, Right. but right. The, I've learned very quickly that the minute it happens, it's like, okay, no hard feelings, but this isn't working. And here's how I'm going to pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, and being really kind about it and, and, you know, honoring my word and doing it in integrity, but, but just not being afraid to go at conflict in a very, um, professional way that just, resolves it, um, one way or another and, (laughs) and being fearless in that. I think that that has been probably the hardest thing for me to learn. And I still have to work very hard at it. Um, and so just the minute, you know, that something isn't quite right, or that it's not going to work for you in your business. And it can be any decision. It can be a financial. I mean, there are so many things that this applies to, to not be, to not be afraid to say, I made a mistake this is actually what I need to do and to yeah. pivot from there. That's great. That is great advice. Cause it, it's tough advice. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it, it's tough to do, but it's, you're, you're so right that it's it, the sooner you can do it the sooner you rip off the bandaid and get it. Yeah. I've made some bad hires. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you I've hired people because I liked them. I hired people because mm-hmm. I thought they were what I needed, but I didn't have the experience to know what I needed. Right. Um, I've, you know, I've just done a lot of things. I've done so many things wrong. Um, I've done just as many things wrong as I probably have done. Right. And yet those lead to, you know, knowing for the next time. So yeah, most definitely. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you don't do anything wrong, it it usually means you're not taking action. You're not doing much of anything at all. So I agree with that. Yeah. So there's, there's no failing. There's only, um, there's only, you only fail if you stop, right? Is that how the, how the saying goes? So if you quit, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you only fail I've you wanted quit. to quit many, but believe me, there are many times where I've texted <laughs> my closest friend or my husband or, you know, my EA, my bless my EA, who's 63 and retiring and said, okay, I'm done. Like, yeah, this isn't worth it. It's so hard. Yeah. And then you just show up and it all changes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even today I said, what a different six months make. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. So what, um, what, I guess uh, one or two questions left here. I always ask this question or I try to ask this every, every podcast to every guest is, is there, is there something that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Mm. It's kind of a loaded open question. Probably should have asked me what my favorite thing to do is outside of real estate. That's right. What is it? It is to cook. I, I am like, love to cook. I yeah. love if I could have a cooking show and like a cookbook and a blog, when I make it big in real estate, that's what I'm gonna do with all my spare time. And then I'm there gonna travel go. the world and have like go on, you know, how all these travel people, cause I love to travel. Mm-hmm. So if I did, if I could pay the bills doing that, I would still have this real estate company cause I do love it, but I would mm-hmm. cook for, I just love to entertain and have, and that by the way, 
that was something hard I had to learn too, because that's kind of my love language. And Mm -hmm. you just can't be friends with everybody when you want to do big things and you have to limit exposure and experiences with certain people because not everybody has your best interest at heart. And if you're like me and you're a big personality and you love to be with people and entertain and that kind of thing, it's just going to be a hard, it's hard to learn that. And I think I wish somebody had told me that, um, nobody told me that. So maybe you could have asked me that too, but you did kind of ask me what, what I wish I'd known. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah, so much great advice in, in this. I'm so happy to have you on and thanks oh, for agreeing thank to come you. on. I hope so. Well, I try to be, I try to be as real as, I mean, I think somebody said this to me the other day. They were like, not like my mother, don't, don't edit that part. My mother won't like it. If I said like, um, <laughs> This gal who I don't really know that well, I've done a couple of deals with her. We had lunch and she said, you know what I really like about you is that who you are is you're transparent. That is really who you are. I think people want to think that you're not that, but as is really who you are. Mm-hmm. And I do sometimes feel misunderstood. I don't know if it's because I'm a big personality or, you know, if it's just, I'm an easy target because we've had some success. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, what you see is what you get. I would help. I would give you anything I could if I could help you. And, um, you know, that's to me, like, that's a really great, honest way to live your life. I think yeah. that. Yeah, most definitely. While you, in Italy. Cooking in Italy. <laughs> and living honestly, cooking in Italy. Perfect. Yes. What, what's your favorite dish to cook? Speaking Italian. Oh, gosh. I, oh. I cook everything. I mean, I really love, I love co- like doing fun comfort things. So like, mm-hmm. I love making a knockoff crystal burger. Okay. You know, crystal, you're family. Yep. So I love making crystal burgers. I mm-hmm. love, um, I love anything Italian, obviously. Um, my dream is to go to, because Stephen always, when he sang full-time sang in Paris almost every year. And so we mm-hmm. were year after year after year in Paris, but we didn't have any money. But they always had the cooking school, the Cordon Bleu cooking school was right down the street. I would love one day to go to that cooking school, like Julia Child and learn Mm -hmm. about, I don't know anything about French cooking. So learn more about French cooking. I don't know. I'm open. I love, I love Asian food. Um, So yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, um, of course this episode is about you, but just a little nugget. I have I actually have a culinary degree What? <laughs> before I got into real estate. Yeah. I was in this the restaurant. Why we were meant to be friends. <laughs> yeah. I'll teach you all the mother sauces is how to make all. The, all I the, am in, I don't even have to go to Paris. I can come yeah. to Sharpsburg. Yeah. Uh, Fayetteville. 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 <laughs> well, cool. Well, this is, this is great. How, how would, um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, cause I, I have a feeling after listening to this episode that someone might want to reach out. And, and get that information that you promised because you're an open book. Absolutely. Uh, michellehumes.com is my um, website and you can find me on Instagram, Michelle Whitmer Humes. I'm uh, pretty easy to find there. W-I-T-M-E-R is my middle name. And then I think that should do it. You can find me through it, through Facebook. I have a professional yeah. channel there as well, just under Michelle Humes, you'll find me. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I mean, as agents, we're pretty easy to find if someone really wants to get a hold of us. I mean, we're- we don't hide our phone numbers for sure. So no, no. <laughs> contact information. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations on, on all your success. Um, and, and it's just, it's kind of just the beginning for you. I, I see that. So I definitely want to ride on the jet when hey, you get it. <laughs> you're in. You got in early. Uh, so. TJ, I'm, I'm really happy for your journey too. Thank you so much for having me on. And truly, if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm happy to do that. And um, I hope we can thank get you. together soon. Come to team meetings sometime. 
Yeah, I think I'll take you up on that for sure. Yeah, I'd Wednesdays at that. nine tomorrow. We're learning all about how important wellness is, which is okay. the opposite of all the cooking I love to do. But you know what? Yeah. We can do healthy <laughs> wellness. Yeah, we, maybe we'll have to have you back on because I think we just scratched the surface as far as as you know, looking inside your business and and uh, just that from what you saying that your your team meeting is about wellness and and I'm sure you're going to cover a little bit of sales, but I mean there's there's teams that are like sales sales and that's it's just focus on sales and, and yeah make sure that lead and speed the lead and, and I'm sure you do some of that, but uh, you know to, there's a balance to the other side of it is is take care of yourself and and so you're that you're in a position to take care of your clients. That's right. And your, your family. Um, no tomorrow. Yeah. We do a lot of different fun things. We definitely, um, cover all areas of our lives. And I think, you know, I think because of how I started and I know we probably need to go, but, um, how I started in the industry, I attracted a lot of people like me Mm -hmm. who wanted to change their family's lives. Maybe they were, had their kids. And, you know, I just think that there is a way to be successful in real estate and have a big team and it not be, only real estate focused. Um, real mm-hmm. estate's really important and our, our job in our community is really important, but so are our people, you know? Yeah. So without that, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that we have a whole lot. It, it can, it can diminish quite quickly as, as evidenced by me. So, um, it's mm-hmm. important. So awesome. yeah. that's tomorrow. Come join us. <laughs> we'll see. Tomorrow's not going to work, but maybe uh, the following Anytime. week. Open invitation. We'll, we'll connect offline for sure. Awesome. Okay, TJ. Well, thanks again for having me. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yep.